Welcome to On The Record, a guide to English law, the legal podcast brought to you by Glazier Solicitors. Hello and welcome to the next instalment of the On The Record uh, podcast provided by Glazier Solicitors. My name is David Jones and I am head of litigation at Glazier's and I'm joined uh, by my partner, Michael Fletcher, who's the head of our uh, costs department. It's um, a often misunderstood uh, part of our job, uh, why we have a separate department just dealing with our own costs. In any other industry, you might think that that would be an accounts uh, function, dealing with what's paid and bills and invoices and things like that. But because litigation's so expensive and so important uh, as to who pays what, we have a separate department which deals especially with costs issues and those services we share with other lawyers and uh, we often have other solicitors firms as our clients in relation to that. I'm very pleased to be joined by Mike because he is a real expert in his field. I'm going to ask him some questions and he's going to uh, give us the benefit of his wisdom. Uh, First of all, hi Mike, are you well? Hi, good afternoon David, yes, yes, good afternoon everyone. Thank you for that introduction. What we've got are some questions which will hopefully be useful for those listening. And uh, David, I think you're going to act act as question master. I'm Uh, I'm going to pretend, Mike, that I know all the answers and I'm just doing this as the question master as opposed to actually learning for the first time. But we'll we'll, we'll take it from there. That's a good way to do it. You won't be able to see it, but I'll just nod sagely uh, the whole way through as if I know it all. So the first question, Mike, is why is it important to get your client's retainer right? Well, the answer to that is fairly obvious. The client retainer is like any other contract that uh, solicitors enter into for and on behalf of their clients. Therefore, in the same way that the solicitor would not recklessly or negligently enter into uh, a a contract uh, or or advise in relation to a, a badly worded or badly written contract, in exactly the same way, they shouldn't draft their own contracts in a poor fashion because the importance of the terms of retainer are that the parties must know where they stand on how they proceed in a transaction or a piece of litigation. And two things often they will want to know is how long is the transaction or claim likely to take and eventually what will it cost. And these are things that they need and want to know at the outset, in my experience. And it's important that the solicitor not only sets that out to the client, but also does that for his or her own benefit. It's certainly essential that a client is aware of what they are letting themselves in for uh, when they instruct a a firm of solicitors. And equally, it's utterly crucial for that firm of solicitors to protect themselves and ensure that uh, the contract with the client, the retainer with the client, is sufficiently well drafted that if there are disputes down the line, that both parties know exactly how those disputes should be resolved. And historically, the courts tend to interpret retainers between solicitors and client in favour of a a client where there is doubt or any ambiguity and the reason for that is obvious. It, 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 it's an equal bargaining position. 
that the courts will interpret in favour of the paying party, the paying client party, the late client. So it, it's utterly crucial for the solicitor to make sure that everything is written down and that the client understands what they are letting themselves in for. And it also avoids any nasty surprises down the line. Can I not just say to advise generally and then on an hourly rate and that way I get paid for everything, don't I? If only it were that simple. But yes, yes. The hourly rate is a, a, an integral component of any retainer. Uh, the level of fear that is dealing with the claim, how the claim will be supervised and managed. But certainly the hourly rate is, is utterly crucial. So again, the client knows exactly what they are paying when their invoice lands on their doormat. And uh, again, it's it's important to avoid disputes with clients. Yeah, it just takes up lots and lots of time, which you, you, you definitely can't recover any of that, can you? No, complaints, it, it's well documented in Solicitor Client Care Code uh, and the Solicitor's regulatory framework that complaints are not recoverable in terms of time that are, uh, time that is spent dealing with client complaints. So the, the, the key, again, for the retainer is to avoid that because complaints with a law firm or to a law firm are a massive drain, can be a huge resource drain, totally irrecoverable in terms of wasted time and, and, and cost. So that, that the key message is avoid that at the beginning. Have the conversation with your client, go through the client care letter so everybody knows what they're doing and avoid disputes and uh, avoid the problem later on. I think that's clear. When do I need to provide a cost estimate to the client? Well, a cost estimate is is at the very beginning as well. That should be set out in the client care letter, the terms and conditions of business. Um, and the reason for that, it, again, it, it's, a, it's a regulatory requirement. It's a mandatory obligation. But as well as that, it's also a, a practical reason to avoid practical mechanism to avoid fee disputes later on. So if, if uh, in the same way that, 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 that somebody may instruct a builder to build a conservatory and know what what they're going to pay for, equally when they instruct a firm of solicitors to do transaction or a piece of litigation, they will want to know, broadly speaking, to the best possible means of knowing how much they're going to pay. I'm worried, Mike, if, um, if the residential construction trade is better at keeping to costs than the, uh, the than the legal profession? You would hope not. You would hope the legal profession is the market leader in providing cost estimates, but the law reports might just, just suggest otherwise. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so why is time recording so important for law firms? Isn't it, isn't it dying out? Is it as something that's important? I don't think so. There are two main reasons really why time recording, I say, is so important. Uh, and firstly is because still now, a lot of the time, lawyers sell their time, usually with an agreed hourly rate that will feature in the uh, terms and conditions of business. And obviously, that time should be recorded. So the solicitor is properly remunerated at the end of the claim or, or during the claim uh, or, or transaction. But secondly, it provides law firms with an essential management tool. For example, even where a transaction or claim is being conducted on a fixed fee, time record, recording is an important means of measuring profit at the conclusion of the claim 
or transaction. And therefore, the firm will know to the extent that the fixed fee, any fixed fee has, has been profitable or not. And what it can do going forward is provide a means of review for the firm to analyse levels of profit, levels of fee owner who does the work, levels of supervision, so they can learn from that going forward and make sure that if they do similar transactions or claims later on, that they can make those transactions and claims profitable. So even in a scenario where there is a fixed fee at the beginning, I would advocate still recording time because at the end of the, the transaction or claim, the managers of the law firm will know, well, how, how much money did we actually make on that piece of business? And that is an, an important management tool to consider pricing and, and, and fee estimates for subsequent work. And time recording needn't be some kind of Orwellian check on fee earners. Fee earners needn't view time recording with suspicion, in my view, can and should be a positive fee earners to record the time accurately, for the obvious reason that when claims and transactions are invoiced, their contribution can be recognised. I love recording time, Mike. I love saying that I've actually contributed to not only the firm, but also to the the economy as a whole by generating money, which, you know, is, is then enriches other people's lives, enriches the community's lives and, you know, pay, pays tax towards everything that's around us. Well, that, that, that philanthropic uh, viewpoint is, is, is certainly one I share. But, yeah, time recording is important. Uh, it, it is. It, it's a means of any business. Any business must know what their time is spent on, it seems to me, at all levels. It basically works out the cost, doesn't it, to a large extent, given that salaries are the... the always the the biggest single cost to any law firm well exactly exactly because the the, the every department in every law firm will have a base cost a uh, cost to the practice and it's important that that cost to the practice is identified in terms of salary national insurance practicing certificate cost pension cost um, and once those numbers are crunched then that is a, a means of of setting charging rates at appropriate levels and reasonable levels and levels which are, are within the market in, in which the particular law firm operates uh, to ensure that uh, uh, that money comes back, but also there's a reasonable profit on on that effort. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's essential that you know as, as a manager of the law firm myself that we know. Um, not just what utilisation is, but what average hourly rate we manage to get paid as opposed to the headline hourly rate. Uh, Mike, that's been really useful. Thank you very much for your time and expertise. Uh, Look forward to hearing your next podcast. Thank you, David.